0: Good morning. Good morning, good morning. good morning. Parashat Shemot, of course, as we mentioned, describes the beginning of Am Yisrael's slavery in Misraim, but it also seeds the beginnings of the Geulah, the redemption from Egypt. And the truth is, if you scan the Pesukim, but really beginning with the words of the Hachamim, before we make our way to the Pesukim, Rabbi Akiva in the Midrash calls attention to who seem to have brought forth this Geulah? Of course, it's Moshe Rabbeinu through Hakadosh Baruch Hu's guidance, etc. But in the Twice. pesukim, it's women. Biskut nashim nigalu, where our geula from Misraim from Egypt, was precipitated, was seeded by. The actions of the righteous women, and in truth, the midrash goes on to describe there and elsewhere how tachatatapua or how the women had the uh, wherewithal, the courage, the ability to, against the decree of parol, realize the necessity of continuing to procreate to bring forth children and to grow the nation the Gemara Masechet Sotan Daf Yodbet describes how Miriam of course a woman had to convince her father the Gadol Hador the Gemara describes Amram who too uh, although he had separated from his wife yocheved to come back together and in turn all the other women followed suit and all men followed suit as well where they'd separated feeling that it was futile it was inappropriate for them to be having children if the son was going to be killed anyway by Paro, Miriam says you've done worse than Paro because whereas Paro decreed against the males, the boys who are born, you have brought forth no children at all, not even women, convincing Amram was a woman, his daughter Miriam, the Pesukim, in the most simple sense, describe all of our protagonists, all of our heroes in the first stages of Geula from Mizraim, the redemption from Egypt, as being women as well. It was the daughter of Paro, a woman who has the courage to save uh, Moshe. It was his mother who describes, whom the Torah describes as understanding a way to not just kill him. It is the two miyaledot, the two midwives, whom the hachamim understand that Shifra and Pua as being Miriam and Yochevet, but then being women, most significantly, the individuals, the people who propelled, who powered Geulah, the strength, the courage against the decrees, against the ways of the Egyptians. I'd like to, for a moment or two, focus on that. What is it that the Torah, and in turn the hachamim and highlighting, uh, see in the uh, ways of women, in the character traits, the midot of women, that were the central and guiding light with regards to Geolah, redemption from Egypt. And I would begin with, nothing having to do with women at all, but in today's day and age, literally, that midah of during times of sakana, times of danger, difficulty, circumstances which were uncertain, nonetheless acting with conviction, that is women and that today is the young men and some women, many women, who stand on the front lines in uh, the land of Israel, the Zahal. And what I mean by that is, and I've expressed this with a smile on more than one occasion, and that is that it could not, as tragic and as difficult as it sounds, and as ironic as it is, it could not be that a war in our country was led by 40-year-olds or 30-year-olds who have a lot of strength as well. It needs to be, 20-year-olds. It's sad because 20-year-olds are so young, but it's reality because they're also in that refreshing naivete. They have an intuition. They have an inspiration. They have a courage. They have a realization that against all odds, this is a time of danger, but do you realize what we're dealing with? Do you understand what's at stake? How could I not put my life on the line? And when you deal with people who got older, people who age, uh, both in terms of wisdom, but also in terms of conventional wisdom, we, and I speak um, as myself included, become uh, accustomed to the conventional wisdom. I watch over myself before I stand up, per se, for what's right. It needs to be sometimes the people, or oftentimes the individuals who are imbued, who are instilled with that conviction of this is what's right. It's a time of danger, so what? to be leading us. That, I believe, is the vision of the Torah and the description of the hachamim with regards to that midah, that character trait of women. And I'd like to portray it further from the words of hachamim in surprising places. You see the Gemara in two places, best of my knowledge. In Masechet Shabbat and daf lamid and in Masechet Kiddushin and daf ayin describes something that doesn't sound very positive with regards to women. It says that nashim da'atan kalot, women have da'at, knowledge, intellect, that is kal, that is weak, that's light. Uh, that doesn't sound very flattering. And it stands in stark contrast, the Gemara in masechet Nida, on daf Memhe, where the Gemara says that women have a Bina yetera. Now Bina, yetera means additional. Bina we oftentimes equate with Da'at. Ata Da'at um le'enosh Bina. And so on the one hand, the description of them having a greater sense of Bina, but a diminished sense of how do you square, or do you not square? Is that just a blatant contradiction? I would suggest by means of one more and bring it back to our message. There's a statement which is well known and perhaps sometimes understood of, uh, of uh, Rabbi Yohanan in Masechet Bava Batran In Masechet Bava Dafyodbet Daf Hanan Rabbi says from the day of the destruction of the Beit there is no longer a nevua, we no longer have prophecy in the real sense, but it was taken from the average and normal, so to speak, populace, and given to tinokot, to children, and to shotim, and to madmen. Which is a shocking statement. Ruach hakodesh has eluded us, it's gone, it's disappeared, but you want to know where to find it? In children and in madmen. Well, that sort of statement is that. I've said it more than once, but I say it again in this context very seriously and with a greater significance. Think for a moment about the common denominator between a child and a person who's, quote, unquote, a shoteh. On the one hand, the Gemara in many places says, in da'at, they don't have the requisite knowledge to be a part of regular mitzvot. On the other hand, again, reflect and pause and realize that a child oftentimes is an out-of-the-box thinker. I can say it. I have children and I teach young adults. Their way of thought, their mode of expression is altogether different than adults. Adults have become accustomed to the way that we think and talk and act. We just fit in. Children still have a certain ability to say, but this is what's right. I can't understand that. They have that ability to go against the grain of society. The description in turn with regards to knowledge is they're the -the out-of-the-box thinkers. They're the ones who don't conform in the same way. I believe it's the same statement and, and vision of the hachamim and in turn the Torah with regards to women. On the one hand, women, the Gemara describes, and of course we're not referring to every woman or every man in this respect, we're talking about a midah, a certain character trait, uh, the da'atan kalot, which means to say with regards to the standard intellectual approaches to matters, well, it's lighter with regards to those matters because they'll often act out of intuition. They'll act based on emotional understanding and realization of the situation. That could be dangerous. That could be harmful in many circumstances and situations. That's in contrast to, though, the bina <laughs> the women's understanding, the realization that in this moment, like the soldiers on the front line, like the uh, daughter of Parol, like Yocheved, like the Dashim Tzitkaniot, like Miriam, in each of those circumstances, there's a person who's possessed with an intuition which breaks the barrier, of the norms of society, what it should be like or what it is really like. It touches upon what it should be, what it actually is. Not what people say it is, or could be, or should be. It's what it truly, I know, I feel this, I understand. This is the way I act. You're telling me that we're just going to give up? Said Yocheved Miriam and these dot Are you serious? Well, a Mida of a male, of a da'at individual would respond, we don't have a choice. There's no other way. Look at it. The writing's on the wall. We'll hope for a better future. Instead, the Midah of Nashim. Ironically, that same Midah, if used right, of Shotim and of Tinokot, but again, in the most beautiful sense in today's day and age and moment, on the front lines, individuals who realize, understand, act based on intuition, on emotional, on ethical wherewithal, and an understanding of this is what needs to be done, but it's a Makum Sakana, so what? But Da'at tells me otherwise? What's the difference? The truth is, and I'll conclude with this, Rabbi Yaakov Medan points out that in the Torah you find that women in circumstances, again, of doubt, have a way of shining. When men might recede, women shine, not only at the beginning of Shemot, but we find it in Sefer Bereshit at least twice as well. He points to the case of the daughters of Lot and to Tamar with regards to Yehuda, Think about each of those circumstances. The daughters of Lot are living in a world after destruction, thinking that there's no humanity left. It's not simple to have relations with your father. It's not a easy act. But they realize and are possessed, and we're not whitewashing and suggesting that it was all beautiful, but we are noticing in the act, so to speak, of Yibum the hard and difficult decision to say, this is what needs to be done. We need to intoxicate our father, who also believes this, but he won't act upon it. He's got too much dot. He doesn't have enough Bina. And Yehuda, the daughter in law, excuse me, and Tamar, the daughter in law of Yehuda as well, in a circumstance, a situation where she realizes that her two previous husbands have passed away and her father in law won't continue the legacy of the family through this third child, understands she needs to take the matter into her own hands. It's a makom sakana, it's a doubtful situation. It's where the society and context within which you're living might say, don't do this, mapisir, inappropriate. That might take hold of each of us and say, don't fight, don't defend, don't do what's right. A woman, that midah of Nashim, who have a bina yetera, the Nashim Kaniot of Egypt is the midah which should inspire each of us in those circumstances, in those situations, and we have smaller ones. We're not per se on the front lines of a war. We're not even in a society of persecution and of slavery, but we do have decisions to be made. This is going to be a tremendous financial loss if we act the right way. But I know my intuition, my emotions tell me, but this is the right thing to do. What are you going to do in that situation? Biskut uh, Nashim Tzidkaniyot. Throw away a little bit of the the da'at in this moment and tap into the bina. This is a circumstance situation where all my friends, my entire community is doing one way, but I know, I'm possessed with the realization, intuitively, this is the wrong thing to do. You're really gonna look like the outcast? You're really gonna tear yourself out of that? You're gonna tap into in that moment as well. Not so much da'at, not so much conventional wisdom, not tap into the youthful naivete, realize, that I need to act, that we need to act, we need to stand on those front lines in our own lives acting as, so to speak, the prototypical biblical woman, understanding and realizing that when we realize and know and actually internalize what the right thing is to do over here, sometimes we need to throw away all other governing laws and just do so, we should all be guided by the, that light of Neshim Sitkaniot of the Miriam, the Yocheved, the the Mialidot each of the women possessed in the Torah and beyond, with a binayitera in each and every decision of our lives. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen. Amen. Baruch